0: There we go. Well, welcome back, everyone. This is Two Beards in a Bible. I'm John Swaino. I'm Dave Tenney, and we are in Acts 25. twenty-five. Yeah, and I believe it's your turn to, to yeah. read. Yeah, I'm going to read.
1: Oh boy, I'm going to read all the way to verse twelve. So it says, uh, I guess we should we should talk about what what we talked about before. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Paul our last episode talked about paul's uh trial before uh Felix the governor, and basically uh it kind of went to a standstill and Felix never made a decision and Paul is basically kind of uh, under house arrest mm-hmm. um so that's where we're we're at now,
0: and there was a change in Governor
1: yes, so felix uh Retired or whatever and moved on and uh, Porcius Festus succeeded him. Mm -hmm. So now Paul has been um, uh, sitting in now. Now he's going to go before another guy. So it says, now when Festus had come to the province after three days, he went up from Caesarea to Jerusalem. Then the high priests and the chief men of the Jews informed him against Paul and they petitioned him asking a favor against him. Asking that he would summon him to Jerusalem while they lay in ambush along the road to kill him. It's these guys that have been starving.
0: Mm-hmm. They're waiting,
1: right. they're, they're, they're dying <laughs> for something to eat. Right. These 40 guys. It's been two years since they've eaten. <laughs> but Festus answered that Paul should be kept at Caesarea and that he himself was going there shortly. Therefore, he said, Let those who have authority among you go down with me and accuse this man to see if there is any fault in him. And when he had remained among them more than ten days, he went to Caesarea, and the next day, sitting on the judgment seat, he commanded Paul to be brought. When he had come, the Jews who had come down from Jerusalem stood about and laid many serious complaints against Paul, which they could not prove. While he answered for himself, neither against the law of the Jews, nor against the temple, nor against Caesar, have I offended in anything at all. But Festus, wanting to do the Jews a favor, answered Paul and said, Are you willing to go up to Jerusalem and there be judged before me concerning these things? So Paul said, I stand at Caesar's judgment seat, where I ought to be judged. To the Jews I have done no wrong, as you very well know. For if I am an offender, or have committed anything deserving of death, I do not object to dying, but if there is nothing in these things, of which these men accuse me, no one can deliver me to them. I appeal to Caesar. Then Festus, when he had conferred with the council, answered, You have appealed to Caesar, to Caesar you shall go. And this Caesar we're talking about is Nero. Okay. that's who's in charge at that time and that is it gives us another uh, time period of ad 54 to 68. that's when Nero
0: was in charge all right time for my note pen
1: yep so that's the that's the time period that Paul was here so you know we started off um, and uh, what we, was that what were those dates um, it was ad 54 to 68. That was during, that was the period that Nero reigned.
0: Okay. So about, what, 14 years? So, you know, as I was, uh, you, you had mentioned, you know, those fellas had been starving themselves, lying <laughs> in wait for two years. <laughs> <laughs> it, it reminded me, you know, first of all, you know, we should be careful of those things that we vow. Yes. Because <laughs> you might not be able to do that. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, there's a, famous journalist, let's call him, that was in a foreign country and claimed he was going to stay in that foreign country until such and such person was caught. And uh, I forget who it was that was was trying to be caught. But anyway, um, then he stopped saying those things and he ended up coming back home. And every time I see him on TV today, I think, shouldn't he still be over there? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, those things... You, know, you, you make these vows that I'm going to do this or that. It's it's, it's You shouldn't go into those things lightly.
1: I I, I remember uh, when one of our presidents was elected, there were a lot of people said, oh, we're going to move to Canada or leave. The, if this person gets right. elected, we're leaving. And then they didn't. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm. right. if you say you're going to do it, do it.
0: Right. Otherwise, <laughs> just keep your trap shut. Right. I mean, nobody's holding you back. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and that... That idea of limiting your words and choosing your words wisely is a lesson that I know I've had to learn. Yeah. There's I'm, great biblical wisdom in such things. I'm still learning that. Yeah. Well, me too. Yeah. You know, I, I still stick my foot in my mouth once in a while. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, um, Paul appeals to Caesar. So, he uh, he goes to uh, Jerusalem. And, uh, or not he doesn't go to Jerusalem but um, Festus brings him before the judgment seat and uh, the Jews again accuse him of all of these things and I think Paul has just he's just had enough mm-hmm. and it's if I I don't know I, I, I didn't study this fresh, but I believe that any any Roman citizen um if, if he felt he was being judged unfairly could petition to appear before Caesar, the, caesar the, the 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 highest court right um
0: to, to have their case heard yeah i believe that that's the way i remember it too yeah and um you know why you know it says here in the end you know if he had not appealed to caesar he may well have been released
1: yeah, and we're we haven't gotten that for you. Yeah, so we haven't quiet. read that yet. Oh, wait. Yeah, you're gonna have to wait till the next <laughs> section.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> R- remind
1: me. Yeah, absolutely. So, obviously, the Jews are are still against him, and, and it seems like maybe Paul is thinking that this new Festus guy might uh, he might do the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Do you, you kind of get that sense?
0: You it, mean that he that he might. Uh that he might very well kill you. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think in verse nine it says it says, But Festus wanting to do the Jews a favor, answered Paul and said, Are you willing to go up to Jerusalem and there be judged before me concerning these things? So now 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 the Jews are wanting Festus to bring Paul to Jerusalem and now he's trying to do him a favor and he's saying, Hey Paul, if you're willing to do this, you know, mm-hmm. we can get this done with.
0: Yeah. I guess the one of the points worth mentioning that, that what you just read, wanting to do the Jews a favor. Why does everybody keep wanting to do the Jews a favor? They just want them to shut up. Just get them out of my hair. I think that's it's,
1: that's really,
0: um, I think I, think I guess the so. heart
1: The heart of the whole thing. Yeah, you know they're are a pain in the neck, and he's like, well, maybe if we can do that, maybe, how can I get these Jews to to leave me alone?
0: Right. You know but the other thing that. Strikes me, and I guess this is what I was going to say. Uh, We can say it again next episode, but in the Uh next section. But the, um, you know, what was again the promise to Paul that he was going to be the one to take? That he was going to go to Rome. Yeah, I mean, and and, and that's exactly what's happening here. What did Jesus
1: tell him? He said, "Be of good cheer, Paul, for as you have testified me in of me in Jerusalem." So you also must bear witness at Rome. Yeah. So this whole thing of Paul going to Rome that mm-hmm. was that was what was going on. And Paul yeah. knew that.
0: And, and and Paul had the right uh, the right mindset. You know, I'm willing to die. Yeah. You know, yeah, that, that's okay. Yeah. You know, but, but I, I want the truth to be yeah to be told. He says, I
1: do not object to dying, but if there's nothing in these things of which he's gonna accuse me, no one can deliver me to them right. you know he, he's not afraid to die but listen this right. isn't right
0: right and that's that's what he's getting and in at. all of this pleading you know it puts him right in the place where God wants him yeah and it puts him in the place to where yeah. where he can uh, do the most do the most good
1: and and you get the sense as you read through this book that that Paul did go before Nero and Nero probably heard the gospel
0: mm-hmm Right. From Paul's lips. Right. So he's got no excuse. Right. You know, <laughs> of what, when you think, you know, big picture here, uh, you know, Paul, prior to his conversion, was the last person on earth that you would think would be spreading the gospel. Yeah. And yet, God used him and his fervor and his position and his citizenship to bring the gospel, just as you said, to the very highest places. Yeah. And... uh and we should not lose sight of that, that, that even though we might not see the, the working of God's will in our daily lives, you know, big picture, it's, you know, God's plan is going to work. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Um, 13 to the end of the chapter, John, can you read All that? All right.
0: So starting, <clears throat> starting at verse 13, uh, and after some days, King Agrippa and Bernice came to Caesarea to greet Festus. When they had been there many days, Festus laid Paul's case before the king, saying, There is a certain man left a prisoner by Felix, about whom the chief priests and the elders of the Jews informed me when I was in Jerusalem, asking for a judgment against him. To them I answered, It is not the custom of the Romans to deliver any man to destruction before the accused meets the accusers face to face, and has the opportunity to answer for himself concerning the charge against him. Therefore, when they had come together without any delay, the next day I sat on the judgment seat and commanded the man to be brought in. When the accusers stood up, they brought no, ac- ac- no accusation... Let's start that one over again. Verse 18. When the accusers stood up, they brought no accusation against him of such things as I supposed, but had some questions against him about their own religion and about a certain Jesus who had died whom Paul affirmed to be alive. And because I was uncertain of such questions, I asked whether he was willing to go to Jerusalem and there be judged concerning these matters. But when Paul appealed to be reserved for the decision of Augustus, I commanded him to be kept till I could send him to Caesar. Then Agrippa said to Festus, I also would like to hear the man myself. Tomorrow, he said, you shall hear him. So the next day, when Agrippa and Bernice had come with great pomp and had entered the auditorium with the commanders and the prominent men of the city, at Festus' command, Paul was brought in. And Festus said, King Agrippa and all the men who are here present with us, you see this man about whom the whole assembly of the Jews petitioned me, both at Jerusalem and here, crying out that he was not fit to live any longer. But when I found that he had committed nothing deserving of death, and that he himself appealed to Augustus, I decided to send him. I have nothing certain to write to my Lord concerning him. Therefore, I have brought him out before you, and especially before you, King Agrippa, so that after the examination has taken place, I may have something to write. For it seems to me unreasonable to send a prisoner and not to specify the charges against him. All right. So, it's kind of
1: laying out uh, Festus's side of the story, mm-hmm. you know. So we, we've kind of heard different different angles of this narrative. And that's what's interesting about all this, is that we really get to see, like, the, the perspectives of the different players. Right. So here we see the, the, the Gentile, I guess, perspective of uh, Festus, Now, Agrippa, um, I was just looking, trying to find this, but it would have been um, one of the descendants of Herod. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure which one. Probably one of the latest, maybe the very last descendant of Herod. So that would be King Agrippa. And uh, I think Bernice was uh, Jewish, I believe. Mm -hmm. I think it said that she was a Jewess somewhere in there. Um, So uh, they're there, and... um, it's like, you know, once, if you're at work and something happens, sometimes you're you may call somebody else who does a similar thing that you do, and you say, "Hey, this happened, and I want to run this by you." Right. And I think that's what they're doing
0: here. Yeah, yeah. As, as he ends out, you know, he doesn't wanna, he want to he doesn't want to send somebody to to judgment without specifying the charges, and it was obvious from the things that the. That the Jews had brought before uh, all of these leaders, that they really hadn't come up with anything that would stick.
1: Yeah, and, and he kind of says that his, his, he's like, oh, but when the Jews came, they didn't have any ac- accusations. Like I suppose they would.
0: Right. It was just like some religious technicality. And it strikes me, you know, how reasonable the, these these men are. Yeah. You know, they 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 really do have a. A, a, a fair-mindedness about them, yeah. Even though, even if they they do at times fall to their own uh, lusts, faults, and lusts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, being greedy and so on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, he's he's talking to uh, the king of of Judea there, and he's just saying, you know i i just don't I just don't know what to do
0: with this guy. And, and do you get the feeling that, you know, when it says in verse 23, so the next day when Agrippa and Bernice had come with great pomp and had entered the auditorium, do you think that perhaps there was a little bit of, well, this guy is causing a big stir. This is a good opportunity to to show myself off. Yes, you know, yeah. Sort to of show, a political move.
1: Yeah, or like a, a show of authority. Yeah. You know, it, it seems like that's that's kind of what's going on.
0: Right. Um yeah,
1: it's uh it's it's just an interesting um uh, I had a thought but it's gone.
0: And Throughout, you know, mm-hmm. we can see things you know just recently, you know, you're you'll be hearing this episode in the future, but uh, currently we're just outside of the time when the the big train wreck happened to in our southeast yeah. in uh, East Palestine or Palestine, however you want to say <laughs> yeah. it. And um uh, you know what happened right after that. All of the figureheads started to descend upon oh, yeah. the place to yeah. to make their speeches and so on. And, and yeah. you know that happens in any kind of uh, big disaster or any anything, any ruckus that starts. Yeah.
1: The other thing that's interesting. This is the point. My thought was at the last verse, um, uh, he says. So this is uh, Festus talking. He says it seems unreasonable to send a prisoner. And not to specify the charges, so he. he, This is where what Festus's problem is. Paul has appealed to Caesar, but Festus has no idea why he needs to do that. Right, because he can't ascertain any of the charges that were made against him. Right, so
0: he's he's kind of confused. I mean, you would imagine at work, you know, you have a supervisor and if you were to send somebody to the supervisor for something that they have nothing to do with yeah you know they would probably be a little upset yes. if you interrupted their day <laughs> yeah so he's when he sends paul to
1: caesar the big dog right he needs to have something like concrete <laughs> to write to him why what's going on right and he doesn't have that right so he's trying to figure that, that i think that's that's what his whole angle here is, mm-hmm. and that's why he bring Paul. We read in verse twenty six. We're going to read in a second. That's why he brings Paul back out. Yeah, because he just can't
0: figure this out. And I, I just can't get my mind out of you know. In every other circumstance, you would think that that uh, that this would lead to nothing. That yeah. that they would just say, "Forget it. I'm not. I'm going to listen to you anymore." Yeah. Yeah, uh, and tell the Jews that. But but it keeps going and. And we'll get to it.
1: We're talking years here. Yeah, right. Yeah, this isn't just like, we, we've read this whole thing, and you can read the whole thing. It's a couple of chapters, take you 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you're talking, you're reading about several years of a person's life. Right. You know, all of the events that happen. So chapter 26, I'm going to read to verse 11. And we'll stop there. And we probably, that'll probably be the end of this episode. So it says, then Agrippa said to Paul, "You are permitted to speak for yourself." So Paul stretched out his hand and answered for himself. "I think myself happy, King Agrippa, because today I shall answer for myself before you concerning all the things which I am accused of by the Jews, especially because you are an expert and all customs and questions which have to do with the Jews. Therefore, I beg you to hear me patiently. My manner of life from my youth, which was spent from the beginning among my own nation at Jerusalem, all the Jews know. They knew me from the first. If they were willing to testify that according to the strictest sect of our religion, I lived a a Pharisee and now stand... And now I stand and am judged for the hope of the promise made by God to our fathers. To this promise are twelve tribes earnestly serving God night and day hope to attain. For this hope's sake, King Agrippa, I am accused by the Jews. Why should it be thought incredible by you that God raises the dead? Indeed, I myself thought I must do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth. This I also did in Jerusalem, and many of the saints I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priests. And when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. And I punished them often in every synagogue, and compelled them to blaspheme, and being exceedingly enraged against them, I persecuted them even to foreign cities. All right, so... Paul just kind of recounts um his early life and mm-hmm. and some of these things we we've we've read several times cuz Paul Paul has right.
0: talked about this stuff a lot of times and his uh you know his story has never changed no you know it's uh you you don't see him changing changing things to fit the to fit the particular person he's talking to, right? Um, he does. He does here uh, state, you know, that King Agrippa would be an expert uh, yeah. among all the of all the customs and questions which have to do to the Jews. I, I don't know. Maybe that was a little bit of, you know, seeing as this guy had to come in with all this pomp. Maybe that was something just to get his attention.
1: Yeah, I, I to, mean, I think. um I think he probably didn't since he was the king of Judea he probably did have and and his wife's a Jew he probably did have a pretty good understanding of yeah of all of these things right you know and I think Paul Paul asked for him to to be patient with him mm-hmm. you know and 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 I think that's I mean that was wise I mean, of Paul to say.
0: Yeah and given the given the you know pretty long yeah yeah <laughs> uh following verses, you know, we you read to verse eleven, but you know, he continues. Yeah. On beyond that.
1: Yeah, and I think Paul's basically he said to ask him to be paid. he said, hear me patiently, because he also is indicating that um he he has some respect for the knowledge that this guy already has. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he's letting him know that he doesn't he's not presuming that he doesn't know this stuff. Right. So he's he's showing respect to him. Mm-hmm I think that's that's really what what that boils down to.
0: Right. And then you know the 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 1 verse there verse 8 why should it be thought incredible by you that God raises the dead. <clears throat> you know, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of kind of sums it all up. Yeah. He says in verse 6 he says and now I
1: stand and am judged for the hope of the promise made by God to our fathers and I think he's referring back to uh, Genesis twenty two eighteen, where it says, "In your seed," so this is a promise God made to Abraham, "In your seed, <clears throat> all the nations of the earth shall be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice." Mm-hmm. So I think that's what that's that promise. Uh, I've gotten four other verses <laughs> written down that that reiterates that same idea, but right. that promise was made over and over. Um, I think the one in Isaiah chapter nine. I'm going to look that up.
0: Isaiah.
1: Isaiah Isaiah chapter nine. <laughs> um, that's, how,
0: that's how Ken Hammer re- pronounces it. Is that how he,
1: he pronounces it?
0: I like it though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so
1: so in verse nine of I or verse six of Isaiah nine it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. the jews were reading those things they yeah. and they that's what they were <clears throat> looking towards and that's yeah. paul identifies as this is what i'm talking about
0: right you know it, and it goes back to again that whitewashed wall yeah <laughs> you they're, know they're putting on that show but they really didn't they couldn't see past their own desires and their yeah. and their own lusts yeah absolutely so
1: he kind of he kind of Takes King Agrippa, and he's trying to say, okay, you know, the, here's here's the things that I'm talking about, and it, it is interesting. He mentions that idea of this resurrection, mm-hmm. and I don't know if King Agrippa believed in that sort of thing or not. Who knows? Um, so, but why should it be thought incredible by you that God raises the dead? I mean, right. can that God do anything?
0: Right. So if you believe in God, you know what, what? Yeah, the things that are being, are being said are not outlandish, right? It's just, it just threatens the lifestyle, yeah, that uh, that has been built by these by these people <laughs> and in some some place of power.
1: Then Paul recounts all the terrible things he
0: did, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Did Paul think he was right when he was doing those things? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as he said previously, you know, I've lived, uh, what what did he say? Basically that he'd lived in all good conscience, Mm -hmm. you know, up until that that day. Even when
1: he was persecuting Christians, he lived in good conscience. Because he believed he was doing The the right thing. Yeah, which indicates that we can sincerely believe the wrong thing.
0: Right. I mean that's Mm -hmm. that's
1: a thing. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, When it when it comes to when it comes to issues of the law, when it comes to issues of the scriptures, we have to we we have to search and find out. Yeah, absolutely. And and, you know, Paul was kind of an exceptional case because you know God did go to great lengths to get his attention. Yeah, uh, which certainly seems like it needed to be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's go ahead and stop there, Johnny.
0: All right. Well, yeah, it's 26 minutes. We've talked long enough, so we'll pick up next time in uh, roundabout verse 11. Yep. Or is it 12? 12. But uh, anyway, thanks for joining in. We hope to see you next time.
1: Thank you.